So Grandpa decides to take his granddaughter out for coffee. And he asks her, do you know what day it is tomorrow? And she replied immediately with, yeah, Grandpa, it's President's Day. Well, he was pretty impressed that she knew that, so he thought he'd push it a little bit further. And he asks her, well, do you know what President's Day is actually about? What, what does that actually mean? What do we do on President's Day? And she again replied immediately, well, Grandpa, President's Day is a holiday when the president steps out of the White House. And if he sees his shadow, that means we have one more year of... <laughs> one more year of... Uh... <laughs> Since this is a family-friendly show, how about I let you fill in the blanks of what, of what she said? <laughs> Happy President's Day. Happy Lifer. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifer? Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy that you did. You're road tripping with me today. I'm down here in Southern California. And once again, I have many things in my mind to talk about. I had actually recorded a couple of podcasts with Joe McCarthy from Mojo Studios, our brother studio down here, one of our brother studios down here in Southern California, a couple of days ago. And we recorded it on the Wisdom app. And he's having a difficult time downloading that, and I've been waiting for it to show up so we could talk about it. I, I, I like the content, um, and I can't wait to share it with you. But we're having a hard time getting it off of the app, off of the, the platform that we, we recorded it on. So I was thinking, well, what am I going to do? And then it dawned on me, you know, Monday is President's Day. And since we are the official podcast of the holidays, you know we have to do something on President's Day. So maybe it's good that that stuff didn't upload. Otherwise, I wouldn't even thought about it. Sometimes President's Day can can come and go. And, um, you know, when you're in high school or when you're in school, it doesn't pass by you as quickly because that's a day where you often got out of school, which is always a good thing, you know. And maybe school might even talk a little bit about President's Day. But it's just, you know, it's a day where, in America anyway, it's a day where we celebrate all of the presidents that have helped us with our country and helped rule over us or rule with us or we'll talk about that in just a second what that word president really even means it's it's very cool i'm excited to share this episode with you guys today i went uh to a happy lifer down here in southern california and i asked them what does president's day mean to you and she replied with well I think of George Washington, I think of Abraham Lincoln, and probably that's because, you know, Abraham Lincoln, his birthday is right before, like the week before President's Day, and then George Washington's birthday is always right around President's Day, because it's always the third Monday of February. So I think that's one reason why we think of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln on President's Day, not to mention that they were some pretty phenomenal president. So there's something good to think about when you think of President's Day. And then like the grandpa pushed his daughter 
with one more question. I pushed Nina with one more question, and I asked her, well, when you think of you know, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, what do you think of? And she immediately replied with, well, they were great men. They were great presidents, and they really were. But I need to bring out something here. I mean, that was a perfect setup, really, for what I want to say next. I wasn't necessarily going to say this, but when she said that, this thought came into my mind. When George Washington became the first president of the United States, he was under a ton of scrutiny. I never thought about this before, but I went to mountvernon.org and I read some stuff on there about George Washington and it, it opened up my eyes to see some things I had never, ever seen before. I mean, we think about Abraham Lincoln, and we think about George Washington. I'll get to Abraham Lincoln in a second here. But we think about uh, George Washington, and we think what a great president he was. And I think that we tend to think that, oh, everything was smooth sailing for him, right? He, he was the first president of the United States. Everyone loved him. Uh, it was funny how memories work. Oftentimes, memories are greater than the actual real experience. That's why we always want to go back to the good old days, because when we see it as a memory, it's a grander experience. But when we were in it, it, it didn't seem so great to us, right? But when you look back on it, you're like, oh, those were the days. But you never said those, we never say these are the days, right? We never say, man, these are great days to be alive. We always wait until 20 years passes, five years passes, 50 years passes, whatever. We look back and say, man, I wish I could have those days back again. But we don't always celebrate those days as how great they are when we're in them because our memories always tend to, like, I don't know, put a magnifying glass on it and make it seem a little bit grander than it really was. Or maybe our memories, knowing now what we know that we didn't know back then, maybe our memories of it were actually the real value of it at the time. We just didn't see it because we were involved in so many other things. Maybe we had stresses of life, but we didn't see how grand that day actually was. And I think today is a grand day, not just because it's President's Day, but it's a great day to be alive. And I think if we want to focus on all the negative and all the ugly, and believe me, this is going somewhere with the President's Day. This is all tagged into that. But if we focus on all the ugly and all the negative and all the stress and all the it's hard to live a happy life. There's more than just the negative that happens. And now with the media and with the social media, and it it can stir up. I mean, because nobody wants to see, watch somebody paint a barn, but we sure love to watch a barn burn down. You know, we love the drama of of when something burns down. I mean, when a, when a car's on the side of the road, you don't sit there and drive by it really slow. You just go flying by. But when there's an accident, boy, we all we up in up in the Seattle area. I don't know you call them where you're at, but we call them rubberneckers. Like you you, you keep looking back at that, like you want to see the accident. Wow, that was car flipped over on its side. I mean, there's something about when something negative happens, it draws attention. And so there's a lot of people, if they want to draw attention to, to their life, they'll be negative. Uh, there's other ways to draw attention too. But I think one of the easiest ways is that. I mean, fear gets your attention, right? Anger gets your attention. If, you want to, if, if the only reason we post stuff is to get likes and views, well, then it would make sense to post stuff out there that's questionable, that makes people angry, that makes people see the barn burning down. But I think that's not the real – I think – 
the reason why we started social media, our own accounts, you know, was to put out a message that we really believed in or just let people know about what's going on in our lives. So it's a great way to connect with them. But boy, the allurement of that thumbs up, the allurement of the like, of looking at how many people watched my video or did whatever. I mean, doing what I do, I do a ton of stuff online. Man, that allurement can be very strong. And if you're not careful, after a while, we can forget why we decided to post pictures on Instagram in the first place. And now it becomes more about the likes and the follows and the views and all that type of stuff and how many comments we get. Because the more of that action that happens, the more social media takes your post, your message, your thoughts, and spreads it to other people and more people can see it. So that's why it is so alluring to go down that negative rabbit hole. That's why a lot of media and social media post barns burning, if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, symbolically, they post the, the, the negative, scary stuff, and it's easy to look at social media. A lot of people have dropped off social media, and that makes me a little sad. I understand it, and I, I need to I, – believe me, this is going somewhere with President's Day, but we, we want to post the barn burning and to get more likes and, and all that type stuff, right? And we forget the real reason why we put out that information in the first place. And I don't think posting online is about getting the likes and the comments and uh, and more people to watch it. I think it's about getting your message out in a good, healthy way. And like I said, there's a lot of people that are dropping their social media, and that makes me sad, and I completely understand it. Going on social media can really drain you. I have to tell you that, I don't consume a lot on social media. I produce on social media because I want to fill the airwaves with positivity. And that's why I get sad when people say they're going to drop out of, uh, you know, drop their social media post. And I, like I said, I understand it. If you want to do that, you know, you got to take care of your mental health, right? But what I'd like to see is more people posting positive stuff instead, rebelling against it instead of saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's not good for me. I think it'd be good if we just say, wait a minute. What bothered me about that post? I'm going to post something the opposite, not even talking about that post. If that post brought up fear, I'm going to do a post that brings up hope. And it's so easy today. All we have to do is go online and search the word hope, hope quotes, hope pictures. I mean, stuff was already put together for us. People have put together that stuff all the time. If someone is posting something about hate online, then we can just search online for love quotes or love inspiration or, you know, and, and post that in return. When I say the opposite, I don't, I don't think it does any good to talk about how stupid that post was or the person that did that post was way off. And so we got to, I wouldn't even bring up the post. I would just bring up the opposite of what that post elicited in you. The negative response a post elicited in you will post one or two positive posts to kind of combat that. And if we had enough people doing that, I think we could change social media. I really do because social media has helped me in a lot of positive ways because once you start following and looking after these people that put out positive stuff, then the social media starts sending you more positive stuff and it actually can turn into a very good thing. But like I said, I don't want anyone to feel guilty or feel like I'm trying to pressure you to, to do whatever, but that's just kind of what my thoughts are on all that. And that's exactly what President's Day, in my opinion, is like. Because now when we look back at it, we see what great presidents we had. And we see what a great president 
that George Washington was. And just about everybody these days, I think, sees that George Washington was a great president. But when he was alive, it was not that situation at all. And they didn't have social media back then, but they still had the media back then. And that media was very, they were brutal on George Washington. Being the first president wasn't easy, even though he was only, well, especially, not just even though, especially the fact that he was the only unanimously voted for president. 100% voted him in as president. But we just came over from England. And we came to America and paid a dear price to come to America. Lost loved ones and family members and friends and what we had to go through to get from England on the ships to America. And most people died that first year in America. I mean, so we paid a big price. And then England comes over and, you know, we've got the Star Spangled Banner written. They've got the war going on, all that type of stuff. And then a little bit after that, we decide we're going to, we need to elect a leader. We need to elect a president. And the people were nervous about that because they were thinking, what's stopping us from being another monarchy? We put George Washington in there. He's just going to become a monarch. In fact, the Gazette, which was the media of the day, was the, the, the newspaper of the day, they put out, and according to mountvernon.org, this is what they said. They said, quote, terrified by the threat of counter-revolution, the anxious American public wrung its hands. Fueled by media outlets such as the Gazette, which touted Washington's gatherings as smacking of monarchical, am I saying that right? Smacking of monarchical, monarchical, I think that's how to say it, court rituals too lavishly appointed and pomp filled for the new nation of, quote, we the people, end quote, end quote. The Daily Advertiser, another media outlet, went so far as to declare that the country was on the eve of another revolution. And the people were already nervous about this. And maybe they it was legit. Maybe the Gazette and the Daily Advertiser and the others weren't trying to create up a bunch of nuisance. Maybe they weren't trying to light a barn on fire, but they did. The people were already nervous that George Washington, that this new government that we're founding, what's going to be different? We're just going to set up the same thing that we left England for. They're going to set it up right here. In fact, it's kind of cool how we even got the word president in the first place. The vice president, John Adams, suggested that we should call, you know, they just came from England, right? So he's still got that England mindset. I think that's what the people are nervous about. We still have that England mindset. What's going to stop us from setting up the same thing that we did before? So the vice president suggested that George Washington be called one of these titles, his elective majesty or his mightiness. Even his highness, the president of the United States of America and the protector of their liberties. <laughs> but George Washington said, just call me the president of the United States because he knew that his name, how he was called, would be how the people would translate it. And if they're already worried about government coming in and trying to take control and trying to set up another monarchy like they had just left and try to control them that way, if he started calling himself his mightiness, that wasn't going to be good. So the the word president back then was it just it was a it was a, a humble term. So George Washington picked that. In fact, the word president is linked to the word preside. And preside means to stand guard, 
or to sit in front of. That's what we're supposed to do as a leader. Be the first one on the front line to sit in front of, to guard the people behind you. That's what George Washington wanted to be seen as. And we look back at him now and we see what a great man he was and what incredible man he was. But back then, they didn't view that at all. Even though he was unanimously elected, you would think that everybody was just high on George Washington, but they weren't. Have times changed at all? I mean, we see uh, Abraham Lincoln as a as a hero. But back then, he wasn't seen as, he was assassinated because there were a bunch of people that didn't like him. They didn't like what he wanted to do. He was a hated president as well as a loved president. I mean, his viewpoint, he stood on the viewpoint. I mean, America was so divided, they actually had a civil war. You think we're divided today, but they were so divided back then that they actually had a civil war where brother was killing brother, where son was killing father and father was killing son. I mean, separated on both sides of the Confederacy and the and the Union. Abraham Lincoln was leading during that, that time, and he stood his ground, but he was hated because of that. But we look back on it now, and we see what a great president he was. Interesting, isn't it? George Washington actually said that my political conduct must be exceedingly circumspect and proof against just criticism. And it's easy to criticize our presidents. When Trump was in there, he was criticized. When Obama was in there, he was criticized. Biden is criticized. I mean, every president has been criticized. But President's Day is to celebrate our presidents and our leaders. It's not easy to stand in front of, to sit in front of, to stand guard. It's not easy. Criticism is easy. Anyone can make fun of anybody. And it's so funny when we get our person in there that we get mad that people criticize the person we voted for, but yet the time that the person that we didn't vote for got in, we find ourselves doing the same thing that we get mad at other people for doing for us. And I'm just simply suggesting that thank you, presidents, all you that have given your lives for us, for our countries, all you leaders, maybe you are listening to this from a country that that doesn't have a president, and I hope you didn't feel... uh, like I'm getting too Americanized on you here because I know we got people from all over the world that listen to this. But I think it's still the same thing when it comes to our leadership and it comes to criticism, it comes to our memories and it comes to, you know, it's easy to shoot people down. We hate it when people shoot us down. We just want to know why can't people just give us a break? Well, you harvest what you plant. So if we want a break, we have to give a break. And I think our presidents of all the years are worthy of us supporting them and thanking God for them and maybe having a moment of silence for them or a, um, a, a prayer for them or a, um, a positive post for them, maybe a positive thought for them because it's not easy. And just because they disagree with us or maybe they don't lead like we lead, it's like we're being armchair presidents, right? Instead of armchair quarterbacks, we're being armchair presidents. And we got it all figured out, right? Well, the pressure, the 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 decisions that a president has to make every day. And I know because I've watched Madam Secretary, (laughs) a TV show with uh, Tia Leone, is that her name? But I I remember watching that show, and I know it's just Hollywood. But you think of all the decisions that presidents are responsible for every day. Wow. All they see is negative all day long. And they have to make a decision 
to preside, to sit in front of us, to stand guard. And some obviously do better job than others, but they're, they're just humans, right? Trying to figure this thing out. And I know it's easy to talk about all politicians being horrible and being bad people and being whatever. But when they started out, man, they started out because they wanted to make a difference. And I'll end with this. At the Super Bowl, they brought up DeMar Hamlin, the, the player who had a heart attack on the field after he made a play, and they had to resuscitate him. Well, they brought all the people that kept DeMar Hamlin, number three, alive. They brought them all back and honored them at the Super Bowl, and everyone is cheering them. But then moments later, when they bring up all these players from all the teams, one player per each team, right, as the, as the elected people for their team, to see who's going to be awarded the man of the year, the Walter Payton man of the year. Walter Payton was just an incredible human being as well as an incredible football player for the Chicago Bears back in the day that they they made a a, a thing for him. Like, we're, we're going to pick out the NFL player that we think has changed the world the most, basically, has changed their community the most. Doesn't just play football, but they also play life. They go and they visit children's hospitals or they you know help the homeless or they set up funds and nonprofits and things like that and they they look at all the stuff that these people do and then they pick one of them to be honored as the man of the year the walter payton man of the year and when they announced the man of the year this year which was dak prescott the quarterback of the dallas cowboys he was booed he was booed now don't take me wrong when i say this (laughs) i'm probably gonna get flack for this but I don't mean it in any disrespect at all. And I think DeMar Hamlin would agree with me. All DeMar Hamlin did was stay alive, right? And we, we cheered him. And that was a big fight. And we're all so happy that he stayed alive. It was cool because it was hope for the nation. I mean, the Chiefs are big rivals of the Bills. And yet when DeMar Hamlin was brought on the field at the Super Bowl, the whole stands erupted. No one booed him because he was from the Bills. They all cheered him. He just, he stayed alive and we cheered him and we should, we should cheer each other every day for being alive another day. We really should think of how that would change the world. If we'd said, Hey, you're still alive. You made it way to go. You're here another day, right? But Dak Prescott was booed for trying to change the world, for trying to change his community, for doing things above and beyond the call of just being an NFL player. He tried to change his community and he got booed. And you know why I think that is? Because we saw DeMar Hamlin, a bunch of NFL players, I think, saw DeMar Hamlin. They started wearing his number around, right? They put numbers on their jerseys and all that stuff, like on the shoulder pads or whatever, if I remember correctly. But they're representing DeMar Hamlin because they saw him like that could be us. I mean, they saw him as a teammate, even though he was playing on a different team, but he was playing on the same team as the NFL. But all the crowd, when they saw Dak Prescott get the award, they probably wanted their player to get the award, obviously, right? But they saw Dak Prescott as a rival. They saw him as an opponent. (laughs) And if we want to win more, I think we need to see people as teammates, even though they may be, and we're going to talk about more about this a little bit with, with Joe. We talked a little bit with Joe on the episode we're trying to get uploaded from the webpage, but but when when we see somebody as as an opponent, as a rival to us, and sometimes they are. The two Kelsey brothers were on opposite ends of the field for the Super Bowl, right? One of them had to lose that day. Okay. And they both wanted to win. So sometimes you can be an opponent and still be a teammate at the same time, if that makes sense, and still be family. 
they saw Demar Hamlin and his family. They saw him as a fellow player, right? As as one of them. But the crowd saw Dak Prescott as an opponent, as a rival. And I think it's very easy to look at our presidents and see them as rivals, see them as opponents. They did it to George Washington big time. They did it to, to Abraham Lincoln big time. In fact, he lost his life because they did it to Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he, was, he was murdered because of his viewpoints, because people thought he was a danger to the country. And people saw them as opponents, as rivals. And we look back at that and go, they were just stupid. But they didn't think it was stupid back then. But when you look back in memory, you go, they were great men. I think we need to see our presidents, see our leaders, I think we need to honor them because their job is not easy. And one day we may be put in a position and you harvest what you plant. And if we're critical of our leaders, then we shouldn't be surprised when people are critical of our leadership. That's how it works. But our presidents started out because they wanted to help change the world. And I by no means am saying any of them have ever led perfect because they're human beings. But they have tried to stand guard and to sit in front of us. And so for that, presidents... We put this podcast out for you today on this holiday, and we're happy that there is a happy holiday honoring all the presidents and how they have stood guard and sat in front of us. Thank you. I salute you right now. I applaud you right now. And I thank you for giving your life to try to make our country, our world, our lives better. Someone happy, make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't perfect, but that doesn't mean. It can't be happy. Steve Ace.